Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Transparency Project on the Inside Lens Network, with programming dedicated to bringing attention to unsolved homicides and suspicious deaths. If you have a question or comment for today's guests, please call in at 646-478-0982. That's 646-478-0982. My name is Denny Griffin. My co-host is Delilah Jones of ImaginePublicity.com. Hi, Delilah. Hey Denny, this is this is another one of our episodes pushing us up to the 700 episode mark on the Inside Lens Network, um, which has been around for quite some time, and and there's, there's all different types of programming, so there's something for everyone to listen to. Not everything is crime related, but there um, there's a great variety of of typical crime shows where we highlight cases or like in the case of Shattered Lives we talk about the aftermath and victim resources and things like that. And some of the podcasts that um, that we have on the Inside Lens Network will highlight criminal cases such as the one that we'll be talking about today um, are still open investigations. But our intent is to allow the families to present information for consideration by our listeners. Um, We don't represent our guests. We don't claim to be able to solve their cases, and we don't want to jeopardize any open investigations. So we allow our guests to present their own information. And while we might suggest some resources or some assistance, we're not liable for their subsequent actions. Mm. So this is... um, this is going to be another heartbreaking story, in my opinion, and hopefully with listeners out there, maybe we can get a clue. Maybe we can get something that will give some movement to this case, Denny. Yes, I certainly hope so, Dee. Uh, a 10-year-old Holly Perenin was abducted around 12 p.m. on August 5, 1993, while she walked with her younger brother, Zachary. The children were looking at puppies near her grandmother's cottage in Sturbridge, Massachusetts. When her brothers returned to the area to fetch their sister, all that was left was one of her shoes on the road. Despite a massive search, Holly's body wasn't found until nearly three months later, on October 23rd. Although there have been various persons of interest to the police, Holly's murder remains unsolved. Holly's aunt, Clara Jackman, and Sarah Stein of the Center for the Resolution of Unresolved Crime are here to discuss the case. Carla and Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Carla, let's begin with you. Uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about Holly? Um, sure. Yep, Holly uh, is a 10-year-old, um, bubbly 10-year-old, uh, a responsible 10-year-old. Um, she had, at the time of her death, she had an 8-year-old brother and a 5-year-old brother. And um, she was just a great little, a great little girl. She um, she looked after her brother almost in a kind of a motherly way, and you know we had taught her about stranger danger, and um, we, we were just so shocked when this happened, and you know we missed her greatly. It's a big boy, to be honest. She was a great little girl. Uh, now she was uh, she was in school, correct? What grade was she in? Um, I think she's going to be in fifth grade. Did she ever express, uh, you know, what she might want to be when she grew up, or was it was she too young for that? Um, no, she actually wanted to be um, work with the ocean, maybe be a marine biologist. She loved the water. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that that was what her intent was at that age. Yeah. And what police agency is handling the investigation? Um, right now it's um, the Hamden Police in Western Mass. Originally it was with the Worcester, the Worcester Police, uh, or the Massachusetts, the Worcester County, I should say. It was the Worcester County that transferred to Hamden County. Okay. In the, in the 25 years since Holly's death, the police have had various persons of interest. Has anyone been arrested in connection with her murder? No. No. No, no arrests. So, no. So these persons persons of interest didn't pan out then, huh? They, apparently they were investigated, but uh, uh, there wasn't enough evidence to charge anyone? Correct. You know, and the people that were, you know, people of interest back then are still people of interest now. Yes, I would agree with that, Denny. Um, the original persons of interest are still very much persons of interest now. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and Carla, before we move on to Sarah, what what is the, the family's current relationship with the police? Do you have a good working relationship? Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, I think they're putting, doing everything they can. Um, I think more can be done. Um, we are actually next week going to be meeting with um, Colonel Sari Gilpin and getting to meet her and talk about the case with her. Um, you know, in the beginning when they, when they transferred the case from Worcester to Hamden, we were a little disappointed. We felt that Worcester maybe didn't share everything and or lost some information in the shuffle. But um, we are happy with, you know, the investigators that are on the case right now that they are communicating with us, and we meet with them periodically for updates, and they're open for, you know, communication. So we're happy, oh. but we, we really need more help. Yeah. That That's great that you have that relationship because a lot of the, uh, in fact, I'd say the majority of the of the uh, cases we profile, it, it's the opposite, where the, uh, the family mm-hmm. and the police agency don't have... Uh, uh, much of a relationship at all. So certainly, it's uh, 
it can be nothing but positive, I I believe, for the investigation when the family and the the police uh, are... are, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it it takes effort to keep on top, to keep on top and keep it in the forefront. Um, You know, we weren't always happy with with the way things were going, but, you know, currently we are, and, um, yeah, we're thankful to them. Now, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about the Center for the Resolution of Unresolved Crime? Uh, Sure. Um, uh, The CRUC provides um, support to families and training to law enforcement on uh, unresolved long-term cases. And how and when did you become involved in uh, Holly's case? Uh, I, I've i known Holly's family for a long time, um, but I first uh, got involved in the investigation about a year ago. Okay. And when when you become involved in a case, be it, be it Holly's or any case, um, what exactly what exactly you do you do once you get involved um, uh, multiple things um, I serve as an advocate for the family um, I look into leads and um, I serve as a conduit between the family and law enforcement do you develop an investigative plan as well, or investigative suggestions? Absolutely. Now, in in this particular case, uh, as Carla said, the relationship with the police is good. Is your relationship as well? Do you deal with the police yourself as, as part of uh, your involvement? Yes, I do. Um, you know, since... Um, Colonel Gilpin took office, um, we have been very encouraged uh, because her own sister was murdered and they just recently made an arrest in that case. And so she has particular empathy for families who are experiencing this same type of trauma. So um, we have been very encouraged by that. And is that kind of the norm or do you get some police agencies that are a little resentful or or generally speaking, do you get a a positive reception? Uh, I think it depends on the agency. Uh, It depends on their, um, their competency, their willingness to be transparent and be honest with these families. Uh, And, if they're doing the right thing and if they're doing everything that they can be doing. And if they're not, then certainly there's some resistance um, to outside involvement. But in this particular case, uh, that's not what's happening that you're, you're getting cooperation and, and so forth with the, in your dealings with the, with the police agencies. Uh, 
I certainly believe that they're doing everything that they can possibly be doing. So, um, you know, it's just, um, (laughs) it's always difficult being an outsider with law enforcement. So, um, you know, they've been very receptive to our information and our leads and um, were, in fact, hosting another tip campaign on the anniversary of Holly's abduction this year. So hopefully that will generate the lead that we need to bring her killer to justice. Good, good. And uh, Carla, uh, you, you know, the family's been involved with this obviously since, uh, since 1993. Um, Yeah. Would, uh, would you say that overall, you, you say that now you are satisfied that there were apparently a couple of rough spots, but overall now you're, you're pleased with the, um, with the investigation. Um, how tough has it been on the family over this 25 year period? First, first of all, how have, uh, is there ever been any inclination for the family to just kind of, Say it's been so long now. We're just more or less going to give up on this thing. We're not. We're not going to to keep pursuing and, and keep trying to, you know, move the investigation forward. Has the family ever been on the verge of quitting because of the the time that's gone by, or perhaps some issues um, uh, with with the investigation? Well, you know, we're we're discouraged. It's, it's taking it's taking this long, um, but we do remain hopeful. And, you know, of recent advances with DNA that's given us new help um, with the Ziegler case, you know, they, they were able to do a composite with just a very small amount of DNA. So advances like that give us hope. And um, having Sarah come on board, we feel like a renewed, renewed hope. We didn't really have anybody um, like Sarah working with us. Um, not in a long, long time. So um, that's kind of a renewed hope. I'm sorry, hang on. Change that phone. Um, yeah, we, we um, I'm at work, so I apologize for the phone ringing. Um, sure. Yeah, we, you know, it's been tough. It's been a long, it's been a long 25 years, and you know, this anniversary coming up, 25 year anniversary, um, anniversary is um, hitting some of us more toughly than others. You know, we've all had our issues with, you know, we had, our kids lost their innocence when this happened 25 years ago, and they've got, you know, issues because of it, some of them. You know, some some kids have can grow up and somehow put this in its place and deal with it better than others, and it's like a post-traumatic thing. You just, it's just part of our lives, you know. Um, but we, we, don't, we don't give up hope. We may get discouraged here and there, but we don't give up hope. Uh, you know, I've uh, been chastised uh, in the past, uh, and I, I think I've learned from that. What I, when I use the term closure, uh, I've been told by some families that there, there, there is never any such thing as closure. There might be resolution, you know, such as finding out the who, what, when, and why of, of things. 
but there's always mm-hmm. going to be that empty place at the dinner table or, you know, in the holidays and birthdays and anniversaries, all that type of thing. Um, right. So uh, I guess resolution is a, a better thing that there's oh, you and your family have hope for resolution yeah. um, uh, to finding out exactly who did what. Uh, Sarah. Right. Yeah. I'm. I, I just want to mention also that I do have permission uh, to call you Sarah and not Doctor. So <laughs> yes, I don't want absolutely. anyone to think I'm being. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm disrespectful. Oh, good lord! Uh, yes, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, is there anything going on with the investigation? Again, as Delilah said in the opening, we don't ever want to do anything that would jeopardize an investigation, but is there anything um, that you can share with us without jeopardizing anything as, as to kind of what's going on or that type of thing? You know, uh, we've communicated some very promising leads to the Massachusetts State Police, and as we said earlier, um, the original persons of interest who were named in this case are still... <laughs> very much active persons of interest. And so we continue to pursue those people. Yep. Um, Carl, I'm would you agree with think. that? Yeah, yes, I agree. Um, you know, there's, there's a good um, handful of pretty strong suspects that just have to get the right person to speak up. Somebody knows something. Somebody's. Do you, you know, the other thing is, do you, do think- you want to ask, Oh, go ahead. I was just wondering, do you think in this case that the passage of time, this 25 years, may eventually be to your benefit in resolving the case and that, uh, uh, you know, relationships sometimes change, uh, you know, where where somebody who might have been protecting someone 25 years ago may now not feel that way today or that type of thing. I think it could actually, okay, good. Yeah, I think that's a good possibility. Yeah, I do. I would agree with that as well. I think, um, you know, in these uh, long-term unresolved cases, you know, time can actually be a benefit in the sense that you just said, that uh, relationships change. People aren't going to protect people anymore. And uh, we have people now who are coming forward who um, their relationships with the persons of interest have changed. So, yeah. And if, if you get uh, people coming forward that, that are willing to, you know, that were witnesses um, to events that, that took place back in 93, um, do you have to pretty much rely on their recollections and and so forth? Because at this point, after 25 years, um, are you relying on that more than physical evidence? Is the uh, memories and the eyewitness, if you will, uh, uh, testimony uh, the the primary thing? Um, That's a difficult question. I think we're ultimately hoping for physical evidence. Yeah. Okay, that and 
And it was mentioned uh, earlier about the advancements in technology. Uh, Sarah, can you share some of the some of the stuff that you are seeing that that can help move a case like this forward? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, the advances in DNA technology have been incredible. Um, you know, now uh, there is uh, touch DNA, which only requires eight skin cells to generate a complete profile, which is unbelievable. Um, As Carla mentioned earlier in the Ziegert case, they were able to generate a composite sketch based on DNA evidence. And uh, my recollection is, is that years ago, the, uh, you know, the amount of DNA, obviously, as I recall, required substantially more DNA. Apparently, like you say, that they can uh, get results now with uh, almost minuscule amounts. And that, yeah, and, you know, every so often, um, and more and more, actually, you hear of these cases that are 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 years old that all of a sudden there's an arrest made. And, you, you know, a few years ago, who would have thunk? You know, I mean, it, it just seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what gives us hope. Mm-hmm. The police uh, contact and police relationships, uh, Carly, you say that uh, they update you periodically and you have meetings and, and are in contact. Um do you have a specific investigator you deal with, or does it, does it vary from time to time, or do you always deal with the same uh, detective or the same investigator? Um, well, they've changed over the years. I think the current one we have now has been with us for, um, gosh, I lose track of time. I think at <laughs> least five years, right? Uh, uh, should I give you his name? Uh, I don't know. That, that's entirely up to you. Yeah. Actually, we have a phone number. If people have information, yeah. they can call in. Okay, why don't you yes. give that to us? Okay. Uh, it's 413-505-5993. And this is the uh, police department? Yes. Okay. Sarah, is that the most up-to-date number? Because that looks like the number we had. Remember you had with the we had the postage run. Yeah. I, I thought that number that was the number it was changed to. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Sorry. Just double checking. <laughs> okay. And, and how the, about um, a website, a website or a Facebook page? Is there anything like that? Well, Sarah has an email address, um, yes. and then we also have a text-to-tip, so people can text text tips. Yes. Just um, one. Let me get that. Um, the email address is hopeforholly0805 at gmail. Yep. Oh, that's hope for Holly. That's one word. Yeah. 
hope for Holly, and you said it was oh, 08, zero eight zero eight zero five ninety three at gmail dot com. Yes. Okay, great, and um, and then you want to text for text a tip um, information as well. Yes. Just one second. Okay, did uh, okay. um the text the tip. I'm just pulling it up on my computer. Hang on. Sure. While you're looking that up, let me go back to the, the to the date of the incident again. Um, yeah. So Holly's Holly's body was found in October. Oh, I have yep. it. I have it. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, it's crime two seven four six three seven. And okay, why don't you repeat it? Crimes two seven four six three seven. And anyone who is texting information should start it with solve Holly Perinen. Or even just solve Holly. They don't know how to spell Perinen. Yeah. 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 So you te- you text the word crimes, which translates to two seven four six three seven. Yeah, that's the number you text. Yeah, and start the text with okay. Charles Holly. Okay, uh, getting back to August of '93. Yeah. Uh, and then into October, um, mm-hmm. whereabouts was the was the body found? Do you do you know? Was it in a wooded yeah. area? Was it? Uh... Yeah, it was a wooded area off of Five Bridges Road. In Brimfield. And how close was that to where she was last seen, where the shoe was found? It was about five miles. And yep. was an autopsy able to determine the cause and manner of death? Yes, but I believe we're not at liberty to discuss that because it may jeopardize um, the okay. case. Okay, but it but it, it was it was able to be determined. I know sometimes yeah. with a you know if the uh, remains are such that uh, various tests can't be done and, and uh, they tend to be undetermined. So that's that's good news that they were able to yeah. uh, to find that out. Um, yeah, it's hard to do hear. You, it, uh, but, um, yeah. Go ahead. Do you know after the uh, between the time? Holly went missing and, and the time her remains were found. Um, do you know what the police investigation back then consisted of? I, I assume maybe, I don't know if they ever, you know, did a, a roadblock type thing to, 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 mm-hmm. to try to talk to people who traveled that yeah. area, you know, uh, yeah, and that type did. of thing. They did. They did that. Yeah. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And it is. There was, was actually a construction the, going on in Starbridge at the time too. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm at twenty. So, so that that sounds like, you know, there's something I always look for because if that if that was done, I think that's a, a very positive thing. You get some mm-hmm. cases, uh, you know, similar to this, and, and that that is not done, and it seems to me like you you miss an opportunity to perhaps develop some leads. Uh, what do you think of that, Sarah? That technique? Yeah, I think it's an excellent technique. I think you know, for the time frame when Holly went missing, um, you know, child abduction investigations were not. Um, were not routine, and I think that they actually did a marvelous job uh, in terms of the invest- investigation. They they took it very seriously from the beginning, and um, yeah, there were so many leads. There were very, overwhelming amounts of leads. Yeah, I think yeah. that um, you know the the primary person of interest might have gotten lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah. So that's why we, that's why they're going back starting from day one. Well, ladies, everything. You mentioned that there were, or someone mentioned that there were several different persons of interest. Were, do you feel like if there are, if there are multiple persons is there a connection between them? Do you feel like it was just one person who committed this crime, or do you think there was more than one? Um, Carla, I'll defer to you on that. But Okay. Well, I feel like these people might be connected, but on the other hand, it could have just been one single person acting out. It's either A or B. Um most of the time, I feel like it's more than one person involved. But, you know, there is one suspect that I think could have just acted on his own. So we really won't know until we get, you know, the leads we need and people calling in and yeah, there are, opening up again. There are connections between the person mm-hmm. of interest. But I think that's all we can say on that at the moment. Yeah, that's how I feel most of the time, yeah, that more than one person knows it, and they're connected. They're connected in ways. I I, I don't want you to answer this. That might sound a little odd, but uh, I just want to throw the question out there without you answering in any detail. Did... um, does does the family or did the family right off the bat come up with a theory of what happened? Uh, you know, no more detail than that, just kind of a yes or no. Did did the family come up with what they thought had happened to Holly? No, in the beginning, I think we were just in shock. We just couldn't imagine who could do something so horrible. And um, now over. Yeah, you know, we we didn't have anybody in mind that would have wanted to do something like this. It's just, it was so surreal. It, it was just unbelievable. 
over the years, uh, I take it now that's evolved somewhat because you've, you know, there's been investigation. You you're aware of some persons of interest or suspects. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So, have you now have an idea of what you think happened? Again, no details, just yes or no. Do you, do you, do you have a theory now on what you think happened to Holly? Well, we are, you know, since her remains were found and we know the cause of death, we're pretty sure we know what happened. It's just who did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, you know, I don't know oh. if we'll ever understand the why it was done. But um, you know, to have that person not on the street, be able to do it again. Dude, yeah. now that now that you have some ideas on who may have been responsible, um, I'm assuming that maybe these are remain local people. Uh, at any rate, uh, did you ever have the urge? To want to confront them yourself? Do, I mean, do you ever just think, "Boy, I'd like to, I'd like to get oh, in yeah. this guy's face or this person's face and and uh, oh, yeah. and talk to him." Oh yeah, but all you're, the time. You're, the you're time able to control saying, those emotions. Sarah, Danny, I don't think we should be going down this line of questioning. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, as, as part of, uh, I know you have the investigative plan and stuff. Are there ever any cases, not necessarily this one, but any cases you get involved with where you actually interview people yourself? I mean, do, you know, where you would where you would talk to a, a potential witness or suspect or whatever, or do you always Absolutely. go through the police? No, I interview people on my own. Do you, yeah. Do you think that uh, there are cases where a private investigator would have a better shot at getting cooperation than, than maybe, uh, you know, than, a, than a, a police investigator? Yes, I absolutely believe that. Um, I don't think they uh, these persons of interest feel as threatened. I don't think they feel... Um, as targeted as if they were being interviewed by law enforcement. And I think that um, outside people can assist uh, very much in these cases. Generally, when you approach a a person that that you'd like to interview, do you uh, do they generally have a lot of questions? Like obviously they, they want to make sure you're you're not a cop. I assume that. Uh, but do they have questions about what you would do with the information? In other words, if they talk to you, does it just stay with you, or do they want to know if you would pass it on to the police or that type of thing? Um, I've never actually gotten that question. Most of them just want to talk. They want to clear their conscience. And I think that's what is needed in Holly's case. I think someone needs to clear their conscience. Yeah. So it's it's a matter of finding that one person. 
that well, one at least person. to start with. Absolutely. Um, I wonder, too, is uh, what your thoughts are that if if you are able to find or the police are able to find this uh, this individual that, you know, uh, do you think a lot of times that turns into like the dam breaking or the domino effect once once someone breaks <laughs> and provides information? I hope so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, I can't elaborate on that more. I'd love to, but I can't elaborate on that more. But sure. I do believe that it would be the domino effect. You, you, you know, uh, I, I think, Sarah, you've uh, heard me talk before about Citizens Against Homicide. Yes. I, I know one of the techniques they use. Now, they're in advocacy. They're not investigators, okay? I, I don't want to uh, confuse that. But they've had uh, success in billboards. Yes. By placing, uh, yeah. There, and they, there's a billboard going up for Holly this summer. Oh, great. Yep. Great. Yep, I, in the Worcester, in the Worcester re- area. Yeah, the Clear Channel is the company that's putting it up um, for no charge for us, which was really generous of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, that's great. Yeah. Um, I remember one case in California that I uh, heard about. This lady had, uh, I don't know if it was Citizens Against Homicide, whether she did it on her own, but anyway, this lady who had, whose daughter had been murdered, she uh, she put up a billboard and after I forget how many years it was, it was many years. Um, a guy finally cracked. He said that he knew who had killed the girl, and it, at the time had been a close friend of his. So he didn't say anything. He said, "But that billboard was on his route to work, and he looked at it every morning, Monday through Friday, for X number of years. He just couldn't take anymore. You know the guilt oh, thing." That, he knew. He knew, yeah, and he, that's what we're hoping yeah, for. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Oh God, that that's great. That's a great uh, a great tool, I think, to have. Uh, you you mentioned uh, pro bono that they're doing this pro bono, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Do you do you ever have anybody else reach out? I'm, I'm just wondering if uh, I don't know, like lawyers or anybody who would. Uh, uh, want to provide some type of counseling or advice pro bono? Um, well, um, thankfully, Sarah is, is offering her help to us um, currently. Um, before that, no, not really. Not Nobody really came up and offered. Um, maybe very back, maybe way back in the very beginning, we wanted to set up some kind of foundation, but it just didn't pan out. We did have a lawyer that t- at that time, but um, that didn't pan out like we had hoped. But yeah, uh, it's, it's very heartwarming when someone offers their help. Awesome. Yeah, and you know, there's so many people, at least in my opinion, that they don't have the resources, the financial resources to to obtain mm-hmm. the services of, of private investigators or attorneys. And, and, you know, unless they can find something pro bono, they they really uh, 
are denied a real good shot at, at uh, some mm-hmm. kind of resolution if they just don't have the resources on their own yeah. to yeah. to pursue yeah. uh, to pursue things. Which yeah, which brings us to um, the reward money that is still out there. Um, that we've had a few politicians, you know, pledge money, and you know, people we had benefits back in the beginning. Um, so you know, there's still still reward in this case as well. Keep yep. in mind. Yep. There's a forty thousand dollar reward. Yeah, that ought to generate a little activity, I would think. Yeah. And back in the beginning, we also had, um, I think it was a different company that put up a billboard in the beginning, and another company had donated posters. Um, So, yeah, I shouldn't say that a lot of people haven't done pro bono stuff because I was forgetting about the posters and the billboards in the past. Well, one thing we've asked several people that we've interviewed over the years, and everyone kind of has a a little bit of a different answer. And what that is, is what does justice look like for your family? What, What is it that you will feel in your heart that justice has been served? When the person or persons responsible are in jail for life. So they can't do this as any other innocent child. Um, I know it'll it'll be um, a difficult journey going, if, you know, if this comes to fruition and we end up in court and having to listen to everything. It'll be really difficult, I'm sure. It'll take a toll on us. Um, but, you know, so has been waiting 25 years, been taking a toll. So it's, yeah, justice would be having the person off the street responsible, the person responsible. You know, I, this what I'm going to say next doesn't apply. I don't believe to Holly's case, but uh, I've been through the Transparency Project. We've been looking at trying to get legislation passed in various states based on the Illinois uh, what's called Molly's Law, mm-hmm. and it, it just seems to me that that type of reform, if you will, to the uh, to the laws that are on the books in most states today regarding the statute of limitations to file wrongful death uh, lawsuits and FOIA requests. I, I'm really encouraged by the um, Illinois, they, they have an appeals process there now that requires mm-hmm. if a uh, if an agency of, well, it would be a police agency, I suppose it could be a medical examiner or coroner as well. But the agency that declines the FOIA request, if the uh, requester appeals that decision, then the attorney general uh, takes a look at it. And the onus under this uh, Illinois law is on the police agency to not just be able to throw out the open exemption, open case exemption uh, for refusing to share information. They have to prove the case is active. And again, this doesn't apply here, but uh, generally speaking, I, I think the legislation of that uh, kind is very important because it gives the survivors, the, the families of these victims, um, uh, some extra tools 
uh, sure, you know, sure. again, it's this uh, chance to get resolution. Uh, Sarah, what do you think about that, about, uh, you know, legislation? I completely agree with you. I think legislation is the only way that any law enforcement agency or district attorney is going to be held accountable. I I completely agree with you. And it, it's, uh, you know, a very tough struggle, and, and I'll throw that out here, uh, that Larry Young, who's uh, the legislation yep. was named yep. for his daughter, Molly, that uh, he has offered to help anyone who's interested in trying to pursue that type of legislation in their state uh, to give them a hand with it. And um, I, I just did that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had a meeting with I the local assembly woman here. Yes, and it uh, was uh, well received. Obviously, that doesn't mean they're going to introduce the legislation in the next session, but um, the assembly woman was very receptive and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for the best here. And I certainly will keep people informed. Um, it, it, uh, another thing it does, and, and this may, this part of it may apply to Holly's case that with the, uh, with Molly's law that if there is an arrest made, and that individual or individuals go to trial, that the family then has one year from the completion of the trial, regardless of the verdict, to file a wrongful death suit. So when you think of it that way, uh, a case that, you know, may not, there may not be an arrest made for 5, 10, or 15, or whatever number of years, that the family, the survivors, would then have the ability for one year at the completion of that trial, regardless of the verdict, to file a wrongful death action. So uh, that that basically makes the, uh, you know, in effect, no statute of limitations, if you want to look at it that way, that if there's an arrest and trial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are all good. Well, I didn't realize how weak the laws were in relation to helping the survivors until we started the, the uh, Crime Wire and the Transparency Project and, and talking to, uh, you know, victims' family after victims' family, you begin to realize that the deck almost seems to be stacked in favor of the suspect and mm-hmm. uh, yep. yeah, not in favor. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And working, you know, working together, strength in numbers, so working together, there's always a shot at getting uh, at getting some changes, positive changes made. Um, right. And, and that's a great thing. Now, Sarah, do you have a, a website for your organization? Yes, it's uh, the CRUC.com. That's simple enough. <laughs> yes. CRUC.com. And uh, if, if somebody 
wants your services, if they go to that website, they'd be able to reach out to you through the through the website. Yes, of course. We have uh, a client contact uh, site that they can fill out. And then, uh, roughly, if someone fills out this uh, contact form, about how long would it take for you to have a chance to respond? Within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Good. So... So, uh, and my services are pro bono because I don't think that anyone should ever have to pay for something that should have never happened to them in the first place. So, Do, do you share the opinion that these families are victimized twice in a lot of cases? Oh, my God. They, absolutely. The lost, yeah. They're not given the information that they should be given. They're not given the updates they should be given. They're traumatized by law enforcement a lot. And that's not acceptable. So that's why I do what I do. Well, I want to commend you for that because as I was saying earlier, there are so many people that that can't you know, really have a good, fair shot at, at uh, getting this resolution solely on their own. They simply don't have the resources. And I, I just wish there were more like you that, you know, For sure. would, would, would help. Yeah. It's just, it's I'm not sure. right. It's not right what happens to these families. And... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not I mean, right. You, you're, the families are traumatized to begin with, for because of the death of their loved one, and they don't have experience with dealing with the police. And if the police aren't doing what they're supposed to, they don't know that they're not doing what they're supposed to. It's um, yeah, like in the very beginning, we we really felt very alone in the very beginning of all this happening back in 1993 and the communication we weren't really that pleased with. Like I said, things are better now. But, um, yeah, it's so important to have someone like Sarah on your side. Yeah. We're just so happy that she's with us now. Yeah. You're going to make yep. me cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's true. Have you found yeah. the media to work with? Are they interested in the story, or do they tend to not want to cover it? Does who tend not to want to cover it? I'm sorry. Uh, the media. You had good luck with oh. the local media, you know, doing updates and so on. Yeah. Yeah, we've had good luck with media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're, like, this this August we're going to, um, you know, inform them of our CHIPS campaign, and we hope to get something on the, you know, out there in the with media land and bring yep. more attention to the case. The you know, bring it. <laughs> The tip campaign will be on August 5th from 12 to 6 at the Sturbridge Host Inn. And we're going to have a vigil after that. So, yeah, and I think, I think Sarah Wright is, correct me if I'm uh, not right, but I think media is invited from 12 to 1, right? Uh, that, that day, or are we going to? I think it was 11 to 1, but either way. Oh, 
Okay. There'll be a certain time for them because, yeah. Yeah. We don't want them there the entire time. No. That may prevent people from wanting to come forward. Yes. But. So it's um, a completely closed event, and anyone who has information is welcome to come in on that day. At the Sturbridge Hills Hotel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a good vibes here. Uh, you know, I, uh, some optimism that that this case may in fact be solved. Um, what I'd like to do, if if you are willing, uh, when there are updates, uh, you know, any any developments that. Are, are moving the case forward or, or possibly an actual, uh, you know, solving of the case, I would hope that uh, you'll let us know. We'd love to have you back on again for an update to let people know what uh, what happened. And thank sure. We're always yeah, in. absolutely. And yeah. Full, successful technique. So I hope that you would be willing to sh- you and Sarah share with the, our aunts and the TTP members what when you're able when you're able to do it uh, you know what type of techniques yeah. you use because uh, we can all learn from each other so uh, yeah. we don't want to let success uh, <laughs> go unreported right yeah it would help in another case sure yeah, we definitely would keep you updated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're having having trouble with Carl. Oh. Uh, phone. Can you still hear me? Um, you know what? I unplugged my charger. Plug it back you're in. Can you break your paralyzer? Is that sure better? The issue is, um, Sarah, do you have any comments before we wrap it up? Um, I would just encourage anyone, please, to come forward with um, with the information that will help us. And I believe that we will get justice for Holly. And um, please just come forward. Uh, now is the time. And Holly has never gotten the justice that she deserves and her family deserves that and she deserves that and just please help us. I I would agree. Need somebody to talk. Yeah, please. Need the clues, need the, need the answers here. Yeah, we need the okay, answers. Okay, well I think uh, the tech will at this point Sarah, thanks so much for sharing the Holly Thank story with you. us today. And again, let us know if there are any developments in the investigation. We for an will. Update. Our next broadcast okay. will be on July 17th when we'll profile the 1996 murder of Jack Robinson. Please join us then. Thank you, Denny. Thank you, Delilah. Thank you. Thanks to both of you for coming on today. Thank you.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.